How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, we kick off our Week 15 coverage a little bit late, but we are back taking a look at the Bears' Week 15 matchup with the Minnesota Vikings. The Bears will head to U.S. Bank Stadium on December 20th in a very crucial game in terms of the NFC playoff picture. Uh, to face the Minnesota Vikings. So let's hop right into it. I'm your host, Chris Malpe. Today, to talk about the Vikings for the second time this year, I'm joined with my co-host, Parth Shaw. Parth, what's going on, buddy? Uh, just, I guess, finished first semester of college, you know. Uh, took my last final a couple hours ago and just been relaxing ever since. Yeah, and that's the reason, for those of you who are listening, why we've been gone for about two or three days uh, since Sunday, I believe, so 72 hours. We uh, yeah. both had finals to finish up, but... It's a relief to be done with school, and we're going to be back grinding now uh, with Week 15 coverage, uh, and we'll be covering the team throughout the rest of the season uh, because we don't have school starting up until uh, the season is over unless the Bears obviously do make the playoffs. So let's hop right into it. Six and seven Bears, six and seven Vikings. The Bears need this one if they want to extend their chances of making the playoffs. That is a possibility, believe it or not, and I'm sure we'll make a video about it in a couple days, how they can make the playoffs, but we're here today to talk about the Vikings, so let's get right into it. ESPN's matchup predictor gives the Bears a 40.3% chance to win this one, Vikings 59.4. Taking a look at the spread right now, Vikings are favored by three points with the over-under for the game at 47 points. As you guys know, how we start these episodes off, we take a look at the opposing team's offense and defense. So let's kick it off by looking at Minnesota's offense. They have scored 25.6 points per game on average. Also are putting up 400.6 yards per game. Kirk Cousins is averaging 253.7 passing yards a game. And on the ground, Dalvin Cook and their committee of running backs, including Alexander Madison, is averaging 146.9 rushing yards per game. Obviously, taking a look at their offense, it's been a pretty good year for Kirk Cousins, someone who has struggled in the past, specifically against the Bears. But he did beat them in Week 10 and earned his first win on Monday Night Football. So far, he's 270 for 400. 3,298 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, and has only thrown 12 interceptions. Dalvin Cook, their leader on the ground, uh, he slowed down a little bit ever since he came to Chicago, but has still had a phenomenal year. 273 carries, 1,352 rushing yards, and 14 touchdowns. Receiving leader Justin Jefferson, the second-round pick out of LSU, continues to show out. He's got 65 receptions for 1,078 yards and seven touchdowns. Parth, you know, you take a look at Minnesota's last couple games since playing Chicago on November 16th. They've put up high uh, point totals. You know, they lost to Dallas, put up 28, beat the Panthers by one, beat the Jaguars by three. But they struggled last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a little bit better of a defense, taking a look at the rest of their offense. Uh, and, and, you know, they have some pretty good pieces. I mean, obviously, uh, you take a look at the rest of their receivers, and you can't overlook Adam Thielen. You know, it's been a little bit of a worse year for him, but he did have two touchdowns against Chicago in Week 10. Uh, they're going to have Irv Smith healthy this week. He didn't play against the Bears in Week 10. Kyle Rudolph questionable with a foot. Uh, and obviously you look amongst the rest of their offense, Chad Beebe, another good contributing wide receiver, and a pretty good offensive line with Riley Reef, Dakota Dozier, Garrett Bradbury, Ezra Cleveland. 
Uh, taking a look at their defense, you know, it is a little bit banged up. Eric Kendricks didn't practice today on Wednesday, uh, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Those young, young cornerbacks, Jeff Gladney and Cameron Dantzler, it seems like they're both going to be good to go in this one. They have a very good safety duo in Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris, and we'll get more into their defense later. But, Parth, I want to ask you now, what do you think about Minnesota's offense and what they've been able to do this season? I think um, they've done really well this year. You know, I think they're a pretty good offense. <clears throat> It all starts in the run game for them. You know, if Dalvin Cook can get it going, so can Kirk Cousins. You know, Kirk Cousins is a, you know, a quarterback who plays off the run game. A lot of quarterbacks like that are, are like that these days. You know, if the run game gets going, so, so, do, so do they and the pass game. And that's something they do really well, you know. They hide the pass game through the play, play action, get Justin Jefferson going deep down, and, you know, there you go. You got Justin Jefferson, 80-yard touchdown. You know, you got Adam Thielen in the red zone. Adam Thielen has 12 touchdowns on the year, uh, I think third most in the NFL. So that's something that we got to watch out in the red zone. Against us, he got two. So he's a red he's a red zone threat. Justin Jefferson stretches out the field for them. And then Irv Smith also had a pretty big game last week against the Bucs. I think he put up 63 yards in the touchdown. So that's another tight end threat. They got an offense who's evolving, I guess. Here we go, because he's he's also really young. I think he was their second-round pick out of Alabama last year. And then that offensive line has improved. Uh, it's not that league bottom 10 league anymore. I think it's in the average ranks. And um, Kirk Cousins is playing well the last couple of weeks. I think he's playing turnover-free football. I think the beginning of the year when they were losing games, he was turning the ball over a lot more. So that's the reason why they were losing games. But now as the season's been going on, he's been turning the ball over less and the team's been playing well. Yeah, they've been playing really well, and turnover-free football is something that you bring up, and that's definitely important. I mean, you yeah. take a look at Kirk Cousins, someone who has had pretty even turnover-to-touchdown uh, ratio throughout his career. He's playing very well this year. 27 touchdowns in only 12 interceptions. It's been quite a year for him. Uh, let's take a look at Minnesota's defense. I mean, obviously, my only thoughts on that offense, I mean, Justin Jefferson, wow, I, I think he's going to win off the rookie of the year, uh, if not someone like a Justin Herbert, so... It's been a great year for him. He's going to be a great weapon for them moving forward. And once again, just a lot of young pieces. Irv Smith, a couple pieces in that offensive line. Ezra Cleveland, I know, being one of them. And hopefully they can keep up, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook playing well because he's he's really been leading the way for them in 2020 and brought them back after, I believe, what was a 0-4 or 1-5 start. So uh, it's been quite uh, – Quite a comeback here for the Vikings so far. Taking a look at their defense, I mentioned the young secondary earlier. They have struggled. Uh, they've allowed 27.3 points per game, 385.5 yards allowed per uh, game to opponents, 265.6 on average through the air, 119 on the ground. Let's take a look at that defense once again. I mean, obviously I mentioned it earlier, Jeff Gladney and uh, Cameron Dantzler, their first two picks, uh, both shaping up a little bit better. We saw Gladney struggle a lot last week. Uh, against Tom Brady and the Vikings, but that safety duo is one of the best in the league, Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris. And then I don't know much about their uh, front seven, if I'm being honest. Eric Kendricks is going to be questionable for this one, or at least as of right now, he didn't practice on Wednesday. Uh, Jaleel Johnson also is one of the players on that front seven uh, that I do know and has been playing very well. But this Vikings defense is all right, uh, you know, their special teams has struggled a little bit. Dan Bailey missed like five kicks last week, uh, but that's not a discussion for the defensive side of the ball. I guess I'm going defense slash special teams, but Parth, uh, you know, we've seen Minnesota struggle in the last five games, even though they've won two of them uh, outside of Chicago. Uh, they had a really close game 
uh, a couple of weeks ago with the Jacksonville Jaguars, a game that went to overtime. They lost to Andy Dalton and the Cowboys and allowed Ezekiel Elliott to go off against them. They almost lost on what would have been a record for longest field goal in NFL history by Joey Sly uh, against the Carolina Panthers. They allowed 27, and then last week uh, they, they didn't really stand a chance against Tampa Bay. So what do you think of this Vikings defense so far this year? They've struggled at protecting the run game. That's what. I, well, that's one thing I'm seeing. I think uh, Ezekiel Elliott had his last 100-yard rushing game against um, the Vikings in Week He's 10. He's basically been, uh, you know, at least for fantasy, you know, complete trash, trash yeah. all season. Yeah. Exactly. And Ronald Jones got 80 yards last week on them. Uh, Jaguars running back James Robinson with 78 yards. And all these guys only carried the ball like 15, 17 times. So a lot of yards per carry. I'm expecting another big game for David Montgomery. You know, he's playing well. So I think the Bears are just going to feed the ball a lot more to him. So that's something for sure that we need to expose on that defense is that running game. And they got young corners, um, but they've been playing a lot better. Um, a lot more interceptions coming on that side too. I think they had two last week or two weeks the week before. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Actually, they didn't have any against Tom Brady. Never mind. But I like yeah. what uh, they've been They Those cornerbacks are getting better. You know, Cameron Dantzler, he, uh, he's one of my favorites on that team. I think he's playing a lot better as the season's going on. And I'd, I'd expect him to cover A-Rob probably throughout the game. So, you know, Trubisky's got to be on the lookout for him. But, again, they're young. You can expose them. Um, and their run game, like I said, has been a little bit iffy. So get in the ground game early, you know. Yeah, and Dave Montgomery's put together quite the good year. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's had a hundred plus rushing yards in two straight game or uh, two of the last three games. He's got 170 carries for 760 yards and four touchdowns. And you mentioned the young secondary. I'm sure when we when we end up recording our three key matchups tomorrow, two of the three, the offensive and the overarching, are probably both going to be something offensively. Uh, yeah. Mr. Trubisky against the secondary and David Montgomery, if I had to guess anything, and I'm sure that's going to be absolutely spot on because when you take a look at Minnesota, uh, they have struggled defensively but they have struggled more so against the run. And I like David Montgomery coming into this one. I like what the Bears have done, putting Sam Mustafer at center once again. Uh, I like the interior of the offensive line moving forward. And they don't have the greatest pass rushers. You know, they got to Nick Foles a couple times, obviously, ended up giving him that hip pointer injury, which definitely ended his season. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it's going to be tough, uh, you know, playing against them once again, considering what they did to us uh, last time. But you know what? I think the Bears have a lot better chance in this one. You know, Mitchell Trubisky hasn't lost to Minnesota since December 31st, 2017, and I don't want to jinx it, uh, but I would hope that streak continues this week because this game is absolutely massive. But Minnesota's defense is definitely not the greatest unit. Uh, you definitely are going to be able to find uh, a lot of opportunities against them, especially if Eric Kendricks is out. I think he's the X factor of that defense. Uh, he's he's the real ringleader. He makes things move there. Uh, so it should be interesting, but I do think – with Mitchell Trubisky and uh, that the Bears will have more offensive success than they had in Week 10. So, Parth, uh, let's continue this. We know what we do next. We're going to talk about how the Vikings can win, so I'm going to start off with you. Uh, you know, this game is huge because yeah, look it's at the, a must-win. If you look at the NFC playoff picture right now, uh, the winner of Minnesota and Chicago, uh, if they win out, they will get the seventh seed if the Arizona Cardinals lose once. Uh, and the Cardinals have Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, a team that's been surprising coming into town this week. Then they have the 49ers, which has been, uh, I guess, a decently competitive team. Not the greatest, but then they have the Rams in Week 17. So you would assume that maybe Kyler Murray and the Cardinals would drop one. Obviously, it's not good to have uh, your team's fate out of your hands because I'm sure as easily as they can lose one, the Cardinals could easily win out and both the Vikings and the Bears can miss the playoffs. But if they do lose one of these three, 
uh, you know, the Bears and the Vikings could be in a prime spot uh, to win this one and, and, and end up winning out. Uh, it'll be easier for the Bears than it will be for the Vikings to win out. But, uh, you know, uh, this this game's just huge in regards to the playoff picture. So what do you think Minnesota has to do if they want to win this one? Um, yeah, like you said, first of all, this game is – I think whoever wins this game uh, is probably going to end up going to the playoffs. Um, I feel like we'll see Minnesota still has the Saints down the road. That is true, but they've been – they've had the Saints numbers the last couple of years, so we'll see about that. But for Minnesota – Depends if Drew back because we've yeah. seen up and down from Taysom Hill. So Yeah, that is also true. But for Minnesota to win this game, they just got to do what they did against us uh, last week. Oh, not last week, a couple weeks back. Run the game with uh, – run the ball with Dalvin Cook early on and then let Kirk Cousins get into the game and then slowly develop the passing game, and they were able to get <clears> – <throat> Adam Thielen going in the red zone. I know Justin Jefferson had a couple big catches against us. I think he went over for 100 yards. So that's that's what they got to do, take advantage. Yeah, they absolutely have to take advantage of the Bears' secondary in this one if they want to win this game. Uh, you know, the Bears are looking to miss their top two corners in this one. We'll see whether or not they play Buster Screen still in the concussion protocol. And we obviously all saw Jalen Johnson go down uh, with a shoulder injury. So, if they're both out, that could be huge for Kirk Cousins because we've seen him be very comfortable this season. Once again, 27 touchdowns and only 12 interceptions. He's really gotten in a groove this season, uh, and he he was the most comfortable that he's ever looked easily uh, against the Bears in Week 10. But, you know, I'm going to head into where I think the Bears can win now. I think they really have to get the run game involved if they want to win this one. Parth mentioned it earlier. We've seen other running backs have success against them. James Robinson, Ronald Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, and, you know, uh, we weren't really able to get much going against them in Bill Lazor's first game calling plays, but we've seen David Montgomery and Bill Lazor's relationship be a pretty good one. We've seen, uh, you know, the Bears get a lot more RPOs involved. Also, uh, you know, we've seen the Bears, uh, you know, get Mr. Trubisky running as well, and I think getting David Montgomery involved in this one only helps the Bears. Something else that Minnesota's going to have to do is they're going to have to stop Mitchell Trubisky, who normally is quite the streaky quarterback, but he's been great in his last three games since coming back overall, except for maybe the Green Bay game. He's passed for 776 yards, seven touchdowns, two interceptions, and has a passer rating of 103.2. They're going to have to slow down Trubisky. Trubisky, you know, uh, whether or not the Bears have all their defensive pieces there, they're going to have all their offensive pieces there. Allen Robinson is going to be playing Darnell Mooney once again. Uh, and I think this offense runs a lot differently when Trubisky's in versus when Foles is in. Uh, and, and it's worked out for the Bears' favor, especially last week against the Houston Texans. Uh, I think you have to continue to get Allen Robinson involved. We've seen Cole Komet get involved more. We've seen a little bit of a resurgence from Jimmy Graham. So the Vikings are going to have to slow down Trubisky as much as possible if they want to win this one. And if they can slow him down, I'm sure that the Vikings are going to win it because uh, this team can't afford to become one-dimensional. If you can't run the ball and Mitchell Trubisky's struggling, I do not like the Bears' odds whatsoever. But if you're the Bears, if you want to win this one, you have to get Mitch rolling outside the pocket like you have. Uh, you have to give him running situations. You have to get him throwing on the run. Uh, and you definitely have to get the run game involved, at least a healthy dose as well. So uh, basically asking for offensive perfection uh, if the Bears want to beat the Vikings and you know what? Kirk Cousins has been playing really well recently, so I think this is going to be a pretty good game. Uh, part this this game's going to be huge, and Mitchell Trubisky's going to have to show up against the Vikings, a team he's played particularly well against in the past, but also has gotten injured twice against in the past, uh, both shoulder injuries. But yeah, what do you think Trubisky uh, and the troops have to do if they want to move back to 500 record this weekend? 
I'm basically just going to agree with what you said. You know, just start started off with Montgomery. Basically flip the script on them. Um, do what the Vikings usually do and make it our offense, you know. Start off with David Montgomery, um, get Trubisky in his, in his groove, I guess, and then hit a couple play action slants um, and then get Allen Robinson. You have to give Montgomery more than yeah, one. You have to get Montgomery. I think so. 11 carries last week. Trubisky's just like his press conference came like tweet came out from Adam Johns earlier when we were recording like 10 minutes ago. And he basically just said, he just wants to get Cole Komet more involved, David more involved and Arab more involved. Uh, David needs to get more involved, especially against. And that's what he said is he feels like are the strengths of this offense. I mean, I guess he knows more about the offense than Matt Matt Nagy knows at this point, but I think Mitch is right. You know, get Cole more involved. I think he's a playmaker. So is Arab and, you know, David Montgomery. I think he's showing his top 10 running back status right now. Yeah. And it's surprising that you say that, but uh, he is very good (laughs) at at breaking tackles and creating his own blocks. And it's going to be huge for him uh, to get involved in week 15 if the Bears want to pull it out. But that's pretty much it for us, guys. A little bit shorter of a podcast for us. Uh, We're going to be back tomorrow and back full-fledged, posting five podcasts a week, also double double uploading uh, on our YouTube channel uh, each and every day for the month of December. So be sure to look out for that. We're also definitely going to live stream this game. Uh, I feel like it needs to happen for the rest of the, you know, we probably won't live stream if the Bears lose the Vikings after that, but this is definitely a crucial game and we want to spend it with you guys. So we're going to be live streaming for this one. Too, so be sure to look out for that. If you want more content from us, head to our website, beardown.com. We're going to start posting our week 14, week 15. Jeez, I'm starting to lose track of the weeks. The season's moving by so quickly. Uh, we're going to start posting our week 15 coverage very soon, columns, articles, and blogs. So there's a ton of people that work very hard behind the scenes for us. If you want to go check that out, uh, the link is in the description. Uh, also, follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at Bear Down. We're announcing a Christmas giveaway probably later this week, and it's going to be free to answer. We want to give back to you guys. And finally, you can find the links to all of our social media down in the description. Parth and I are both very active <clears throat> on Instagram and Twitter, so be sure to go check out our pages. Follow them. It's a great way to interact with us. Parsha, the week is flying, but, uh, you know, the Bears are really – have a good opportunity here to whether or not they make the playoffs, finish the season on a four-game win streak. So, any last words before we close this one out? Yeah, like you said, this is a a big must-win game for the Bears. I've been saying it, I guess, all episode, but you know, the Bears need to win this game if they want to keep their playoff chances alive. If not, if they don't, the season's over. Then we basically start focusing on the draft and hopefully just tank out because that's when you want the better pick. So. Win or go home is going to be the motto for the Bears this weekend, yep. as if they do lose, uh, they would need both the Vikings and the Cardinals to lose out uh, to give themselves a chance. So facing elimination basically this weekend, the Chicago Bears are looking to make another uh, big statement win because a lot of people do not believe that they're going to be able to pull it off. So we shall see this weekend, and we're going to keep you guys coming uh, with our Week 15 coverage. But that's pretty much it for us, guys. It's been a pleasure to be your host once again. My name is Chris Malpe. Bears fans, you know the deal. As always, stay safe and bear down. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.